ever find yourself agonizing over indecision or getting stuck in analysis paralysis? If so, this episode is for you today. You are listening to the Is It Me or Is It Them podcast, and this is a podcast for women who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives, but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard. This is for you if you want to be able to set boundaries without feeling like you're bulldozing anyone, and if you want a harmony and closeness, but are tired of trying to sacrifice yourself to get it. This is where we talk about how to show up and speak up with more confidence, kindness, and courage in our lives, our relationships, and in the moments of conflict and connection, whether you're talking to the ones that you love or dealing with the ones who are driving you crazy. I'm April Boyd, and I'm a relationship expert, and today I'm talking about five ways to get out of indecision and analysis paralysis. Now, this is one of the places where overthinkers really tend to spend a lot of time and energy. Perhaps there's an opportunity or an invitation or a request that's being made of you where you're thinking about making a change in your life. And we can end up spending days, weeks, sometimes even months and years circling around this question or opportunity that's been presented to us or maybe this thing that we've been wanting, but we just kind of get stuck in this place of limbo instead of really starting to move towards and figure out what it is that we actually need and want. So I've come to believe that there's really five places that we can move through that'll help us to get unstuck and to figure out the next right course of action for us. The first one is to be aware of the shoulds. The word should is such a red flag, such a red flag. Every time I catch myself thinking the word should, I realize that I'm no longer tracking what I actually want to do. I'm tracking what, you know, either society or other people, whatever that cultural pressure is or whatever that social expectation is that I'm bumping up against of maybe what other people want for me or want me to be doing for them. Should is a red flag that we're not focused on our own needs and desires, and instead we're feeling the pressure of what other people need, want, and expect of us. Now, this doesn't mean that that is not possibly still the right answer if you have some really good reasons that make that the right thing for you to follow through on. But it is a huge red flag of caution that you might be getting separated from what is best for you and succumbing to the pressure of outside forces. The next piece that'll help you get unstuck is some words of wisdom that an aunt of mine said to me probably 20 years ago, but for some reason has always stuck with me. I remember her saying that indecision is often just a lack of information. And that idea was really freeing for me because sometimes that is so incredibly true that we might just need more information about what that possible request or opportunity might look like for us. So consider thinking about 
What would help you to make your decision? Is there some more information or facts or data or more of a conversation that needs to be had to help you make a more informed and safe decision moving forward? The next way out of indecision is to slow down. So often, and especially for us overthinking, overdrive kind of types of personalities, we can feel like we have to instantly respond to things and know right away. And I've really come to believe in the idea of giving ourselves time. So oftentimes this looks like I'll sleep on it. Even though I might even be 99% sure of what I want to do, I'll still sleep on it just to see where I land the next day. Because when we've had that true break from a situation, sometimes we're able to come back in a bit of a clearer way, or our brains actually continue to work on things even when we're not consciously working on them. So I'll often just trust that my brain is continuing to work on something even when I'm not consciously thinking about it. It also gives us time to break that momentum of maybe fear and anxiety and pressured thinking and to kind of just reposition when we're maybe not in a place of pressure and panic so that we can see really where something does land for us when we're in a different emotional state. Some other questions and um statements and and ways that I like to really give myself more time is I really learn when somebody asks something of me to say, let me think about that and get back to you. Or I'll check that out and let you know. Or I'll see what we have going on this weekend and I'll give you an update when I kind of know what that looks like for us. And this really helps me to avoid overcommitting So let's say giving somebody an automatic yes that like, sure, I'd love to get together this weekend or sure, I can fit that in when that might not actually be in my best interest to do so. Maybe I already have a really full plate. And this allows me to just get out of that old habit of people pleasing, saying yes, saying I'm going to fit it in, right? Essentially trying to just make it all work and instead really giving myself the space to check in with myself or to take a good look at my calendar when I'm not under that immediate pressure of somebody wanting me to do something, right? So asking ourselves or asking the other person things like, when do you need an answer by, right? Or when is it that you need me to get back to you on this? Or give me, you know, just a few days to kind of think about this and I'll get back to you allows us to just really sift it through from a different place and slow down. The other thing that I like to look at is really noticing how fear might be taking over right now. So often when we're in this space of kind of analysis paralysis and spinning, what has actually happened is there's been some fears that have been activated. So see if you can even just write out and start to get curious about what fears are also factoring into this situation. Now that might be fear of missing out. That might be fear of disappointing other people. That might be the fear of, you know, putting yourself out there in some way. 
See if you can just kind of get curious about what fear has got activated. Because we know that fear really fuels that whole overthinking cycle. And then a way you can also start to break that apart is if you did not have to worry about what anyone else thought, what would you be doing in this situation? This can also help us to move through the fear in a bit of a clearer way. And it doesn't mean that you have to take action on that, but it does allow you to gather information about what might be impacting your choices and how you really feel about that. If you didn't have to worry about what anyone else thought, what would you be doing? So often our fear of judgment, our fear of criticism, our fear of attack or rejection really impacts moments of our decision making and makes it really hard to make our decisions from a place that feels grounded and confident and happy and instead has pushed us into, you know, this overdrive of self-protection and maybe trying to do everything or trying to do things that actually are not in alignment with how we want to be. The last thing that I like to offer when we're looking at getting out of that overwhelm of indecision, when you think about the kindest, coolest, wisest, happiest version of yourself, how would they be handling this situation? Or what would be the choice that that version of you would be making? When you think about the person that you want to be, the person that really is her most confident, her most successful, her happiest, her healthiest, her most lit up, that future version of you that just feels really solid and has everything that you're currently wanting for yourself right now, what would be the choice that that happiest, healthiest version of you is making? And I think I got this really from a business training that really talked about, let's say as an example, your goal was to make $1 million. What decision would that million dollar version of you be making in any given moment or situation? And in whatever way that future version, that future goal fits up for you, so maybe that is just your healthiest version of you. What would be the decision that she would be making to take care of herself or prioritize her needs? What needs would she be really making sure that she was taken care of? How would her decisions be in alignment with that happiest, healthiest version? So I'm going to invite you to go back and listen to this when you have a pen and paper in front of you, or to maybe even just if you're in a situation that you can do that now, to spend some time really moving through these questions because they can help us really move out of the fear and out of the overdrive and out of that spinning analysis paralysis and to get really grounded in what's actually in alignment for us and what feels like a true happy yes in our bodies instead of just giving into the shoulds or letting fear essentially run the show. So I hope that's helpful for you. If it is, I would love if you took a screenshot of this, shared it on Instagram and tagged me at with love 
April, and I will see you next week. Take care.